Jim Shoemaker and Scott Jordan are registered representatives and investment advisor representatives of Securian Financial Services, Inc., securities dealer, member FINRA, SIPC, a registered investment advisor. Shoemaker Financial is independently owned and operated. Helping you make the most of your money. It's time for Talk Money. Now, your host, Jim Shoemaker. Whether you're a baby boomer or a millennial, it doesn't seem to matter. A common concern is always money. Welcome to today's program. We have got a lineup for you today that I think you're going to find to be very interesting, a lot of information and a lot of education, and I think we'll throw some fun in for good measure. I have some great guests today. Dr. Kevin Westbrook is going to talk about AI. Daniel Irwin from the Better Business Bureau. Always a pleasure to have him on the program because he gives us a heads up on what's going on in the scam world of this great city and region of ours. And Scott Jordan is here, and Scott's going to lead us right off the top of the table dealing with something that we have had a kind of a several questions coming in about this whole idea because we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, some timeless principles, some fundamentals about investing, and we want to walk through those, but the question has come in is about losing money. Now, the reality is last week we talked about the fact that we should know yourself and understand your temperament and just kind of moving through that process. But this week, it's like, you know, how do I make sure that I'm not losing money? That's a question that's kind of, you know, it's, it's we get it all the time. So we kind of wanted to go into that question. So, Scott, welcome to the program. And what do you think about the idea of not losing money? Well, it's great to be here, Jim, and I think that is one of the primary points of investing, right? Not to lose money. (laughs) That is a pretty good idea. Well, you know, we get this question a lot, and we talk about fundamentals of investing. We talk about people that, you know, know yourself. We said, okay, know your temperament. If you were to be invested in a stock or a bond or anything like that and you lose 20%, what would you do? Would you run from that investment, sell out immediately? Would you wait till it comes back to, you you know, gains its 20% back and then sell it? Or would you buy more? And we talked about that last week and the idea of knowing that your strategy and how that works. But this week, it's kind of been kind of a, a concern. And uh, I kind of want to open the mics on with Kevin and with uh, Dan- Daniel because, guys, this kind of applies to all of us is the idea of not losing money or avoid losing money. And, Scott, we know that people get caught up somewhat in the – need, uh, the the pressure, maybe they've made some not bad investments, but not good enough investments. They're behind, they're, they're looking at their retirement plan, and they start making some decisions that maybe they shouldn't. And we just simply talk about avoiding that scam, avoiding all those issues of fraud. You know, that's, a, that's what we're talking about when we say avoid losing money. Well, I think that, you know, where we, we touched on last week, the knowing the behavior. And when we talk about losing money, I, what we're really kind of pivoting into here is the, is the real loss of capital, right? Not, not temporary volatility that we see in the markets, which can be turned into a permanent loss through behavior. This is like not losing your keys and finding we're, them later. <laughs> we're talking about now, and, and you see this, and, and I think you touched on a good point. Maybe somebody feels a little bit behind and they, they become an easy victim 
victim to the type of investments that are pitched to people that may not turn out to quite the way that they are, are made to sound. And that can cause a permanent loss of capital. Daniel, I know you you literally get a lot of phone calls about different investments and about different thoughts and people you know asking questions about that from the Better Business Bureau. What do you sense when you're talking to that type of person? Well, one of the things we usually tell people, one of the biggest red flags is if, if someone tells you that that investment is guaranteed, if they are guaranteeing you that you're going to make a certain amount of money, um, as you know, uh, investments aren't guaranteed. There's a risk involved. So again, red flag number one would be they're telling you without without any doubt you're going to make money if you just give me this money. You know, that's a that's a topic, too, that you mentioned when you say guaranteed. We actually hap- had that to happen in the city a couple of years ago with a firm that came into business on a big splash and started talking about something, a, a particular investment that yeah. was guaranteeing a, a much higher percentage than what we saw. I mean, that was something we didn't see. I mean, it wasn't, I mean, at all, Scott. And I think, I think the key here is, is they're guaranteeing a, a rate of return or a yield that is much higher than what you can find elsewhere in the marketplace, right? So, um, you know, what we like to call the risk-free rate in the business is, is say, treasuries, government treasuries, the closest to risk-free that you can get in an investment. And if you look at that, and let's say a 10-year treasury is paying 3.5%, 4%, and all of a sudden someone's coming in with a guaranteed investment that's paying, say, 7 or 8%. That should raise your antenna up and go, I may need to look into this a little deeper. How are they able to accomplish this? Because like Daniel said, you know, with investment, there's there's risk and reward. And the general rule is the higher the reward, the higher the risk you're taking to get that reward. That's the way our financial markets work. That's a, that's a critical point. Daniel, did you, do you see that when people call, is there a... Is there a type person? Is there? Can I can I say? Well, this person is um, elderly. Is it? Uh, no, this person's an inexperienced investor. Never made an investment in their life before. Or just what type of investor is making that call to you? Well, it seems to be common people that are calling, inquiring about you know uh, investment opportunities. But but one of the things they ask us about is you know a lot of times it's it's someone well known. Um, I believe you were referencing a, a certain investor a couple years ago. That particular uh, company was was made a splash in Memphis by, um, well, they were bankrolling a lot of, of, of things in Memphis. So they were co-sponsoring major sporting events. They, they had uh, naming rights to, to several, uh, you know, football stadiums. And they were, they were giving large dollar uh, donations to, to charitable organizations in Memphis, which all led credence to their, to their guarantee, right? And to their profile was right. very much a presence. Right. So what we, what we a lot of times tell people is uh, just because something is advertised on a legitimate legitimate media outlet uh, such as you know radio or TV or you know on just because you see a, a, a online ad just because somebody's popular doesn't mean that what they're selling is legitimate and so you have to be really careful um, you, you know and and sometimes that's aimed at the common people a lot of the people that call us aren't necessarily financial wizards now they're smart um, and it, but they're, they're calling something something's making them call us to check in on it right so they see kind of the red flags but um, you know because they uh, that because that you know who they're asking about is is so prevalent in the community and and spends a lot of money and like I said oftentimes we'll give you know hundreds of thousands of dollars to charities and, and is you know uh, uh, donating money to to, to, to to religious organizations and educational organizations uh, makes them credible and it, it oftentimes you know just because they donate money doesn't mean they're a credible organization well, that's a great great point I know Scott we dealt with this from the standpoint of uh, 
advertisers. Where yes. Let's say it's an advertisement and uh, the person that advertising, you know, the, the Lord's all of a sudden there's credibility because they're advertising on a radio program or you see the advertisement on television and they're offering this. And the spokesperson, the, the celebrity, you might say, the talent is credible. That immediately says credible, and it's kind of like what Daniel's saying is they make a big splash in the city. They have a credible talent that's giving them, you know, that standpoint, and yet that doesn't make the investment credible. No, and and the reality is they're most likely a, a hired paid spokesperson, right? They're not necessarily, they're just, they're doing a job basically, but they, they are lending their credibility, so to speak, to whatever they are pitching. But I think this comes back to, you know, there can become, especially during times when the market's doing well, then you, you get a lot of this get-rich-quick mentality. You know, I don't want to take time to build wealth over time. I want my wealth now. And, uh, you know, the, the, the kids these days call it FOMO or fear of missing out. And I think when that emotion starts to take over, people become more susceptible to these types of, of programs. And it's not that they're they're all bad or anybody advertising is bad. It just means you need to take a little bit closer look, especially if they are offering what sounds like an investment that is too good to be true. Too good to be true. You know, the old adage, I guess, is, is, I think, Daniel, you said it, if it's too good to be true, yeah. it probably is. And, you know, I, I've always said common sense sometimes is the best defense. You know, we know that nobody's immune to this. And I guess that's why we look at this as being a principle, a fundamental, and, and yet questions all the time, what about this investment? What I can remember talking back to, to your comment when you said, Daniel, that this guy, this, this firm came in and made a big splash. I can remember people calling the office, and Scott, you can too, where they were saying, well, they're offering, and it was an enormous percentage return on a particular uh, investment and and you know can you do that? Can you meet that? Can you beat that? And you know we just have to say no. I mean we there's no we have no access to anything like that. It makes me believe, and I would say this: it makes me believe that maybe they don't either. I mean, right? You know, it's right. kind of like you know, it's like if I don't have access to it. You know, then then go kick the can, go figure it out. Let's let's make some phone calls. Let's do so. Get a third party. And yet so many times people just simply say, well, they're the big people in town. They must be the ones making the deal. And they, and they make it sound like an exclusive deal, right? Well, and, yeah, and, and, you know, uh, like I said, when, when you, when when you want to believe this because yeah, you maybe want, you want to make this return, money. you, you need the make, money, you want, you, you want that to be right. true. And you, you abandon those principles that we talk about all the time, those you know diversification principles, asset allocation, all those time-tested principles that we always talk about. Uh, when you abandon those in search of that kind of what I'm going to call a get-rich-quick mentality, that's where danger can can creep into your investment philosophy and really cause permanent damage. And we've kind of we've we've adapted that mentality through our spending habits too. If you think about it, right? It used to be you had to wait, you had to save up, and you had to buy something, or you had to wait till it came to a store. But now, even if you don't have the money, you can buy something online, and if you don't have the money, you can get it in four or five easy installments, right? And you right. can have it delivered to you the next day or the same day. So we're not used to waiting. We have no patience anymore. Yeah. And so that just that's one more thing. We're a society that wants to get rich quick, and you know that that just when when we're 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 presented with that offer that's too good to be true, you know, instead of waiting to get that money, that high return, we're more likely as a society, I think, to, you know, to jump in without really knowing all the facts. 
Well, I think that's what we're trying to say to everybody is know the facts. It doesn't hurt at all for you to to ask questions. The person selling it or person going through this process and you're, you know, says it's backed by government bonds or banks or, you know, other institutions. It's got hard assets. and th- I mean, just be careful. Check out the group. Check out the group that's selling it. Check out the people behind it. Make sure that you've done it, whether it's a real estate deal. Go visit the real estate you know, process. Go see the, the actual buildings that you're buying. If you're going to make an investment, and so many people make large investments like this because they've got such a high promise of a big return. So they're, they're willing to take a higher risk because of the higher promise. And that's what we're trying to say. Be careful. Avoid losing money. Don't do things like this. You know, it's kind of like... Go back to your strategy. Go back to your discipline. Back to know yourself and work through that strategy. I think that is so critical and so important for so many people. I hope we've helped. But, um, you know, it's just it's just literally don't get caught up in your emotions. or and, and, You know, some people say, which one's the strongest, envy or greed? I sometimes think if I'm behind in my retirement plan and I see you, Scott, and you're you're doing great at retirement and I know I'm behind, I sometimes make some, I might be susceptible to making a very poor decision because I am envious of what you're enjoying in your retirement. I need to catch up. And that's where I get, that's where people get caught. Yeah. Making those tough decisions or bad decisions, trying to catch up. And that's what we're trying to avoid. We've talked to people like this. We've had calls about this. We know people go through this. And this is not just your new novice investor. Never made an investment. All levels of investors. I've seen very sophisticated investors. Very sophisticated investors. Make bad choices in these types of areas. Exactly. And your economics, I guess your balance sheet doesn't indicate whether or not this is a thing that you would or would not do you know you can be the wealthiest guy in town and sometimes you get caught up in making those type of mistakes. well we always say emotions are the enemy of any good investment philosophy or any good investment strategy and and the emotion that we're dealing with here you kind of touched on it either it's an envy or a greed or that fear of missing out you know everybody else is gonna gonna make money on this and i'm gonna miss out on it if i don't jump into it and that's just a dangerous way to invest. Again, we look we look for investments that are anchored to a well-thought-out financial strategy. I think that's the key. And I know we mentioned diversification and asset allocation. And we always say this, and it's very important, you know, asset allocation and diversification are very, very important principles. But they're, you know, neither asset allocation nor diversification can guarantee against loss. And we just need everybody to understand that. They are methods, they're basic principles used to manage risk. And uh, they're very much a part of what we do. And that's important for you to know. Just, you know, they're not guaranteeing against loss. Well, guys, good job. I feel that we've covered that. Now, Daniel, don't walk off because you're going to come right back. And so is Scott. But we're going to step into something that I find to be interesting, alarming, concerning, exciting. I don't have run out of words, guys, but AI, what does the term AI mean? What is the whole idea? Well, our guest is Kevin Westbrook, Dr. Kevin Westbrook. He is with Strategic Aim Consulting, and he's a full-time professor and uh, does a great job. And uh, Kevin, welcome to the program, sir. Thank you, Jim. It's great to be here again. Again, talking about a subject that uh, is just, I mean, let me ask this question, I guess. I mean, there's a there's a whole process here that I want to kind of go through. And what's the difference between, there's a new word, generative yeah. AI. What, is, what does that mean? 
Well, let me give you a textbook definition, okay. and then we'll talk about it. Uh, I'm going to quote a definition out of Tech Target, which is one of my sources that I use. It says, generative AI is a type of artificial intelligence technology that can produce various types of content, including text, now imagery, audio, and synthetic data. So that's a pretty uh, convoluted that's, that's, that definition. <laughs> Wide it's open. Amazing. It's just a huge blanket. I'm not sure I still know what it is. <laughs> but you know, guys, AI is real. Now now let me ask you this. Are we this is far beyond what we talked about back in January of this year, chat GPT. Right. Right. What's the I mean, is it this is whole this is new. Well, this is a, a fast-moving target. I mean, just in the last couple of months, there's been a plethora of things published on generative AI. And generative AI basically uses large language models that obviously can write engaging text, but now they can prepare visuals. There are, uh, there are voice type of engines now that will generate your voice. You can basically put your text in and it'll learn your voice. It'll talk for you. It produces deep fake videos now that are, are actually very alarming as we start to read more and more applications coming out. I mean, there's some good stuff to it, and there's also some nefarious things that are beginning to emerge. I, that's my question for you there. I mean, I mean, what what do we see? I mean, generative AI. I mean, what are you thinking from a standpoint of concerns and future regulations? I know the government, the government is kind of, you know, literally, I hate to say this, but kicking the can down the road because I don't think they understand. I, I really... I don't think I understand. Let me put it that way. I'll start with me first. I don't think I understand. I know I'm concerned. I've read a lot about it. I've listened to a lot of podcasts. You've helped me out a ton, Dr. Westbrook. But I think what I'm trying to say is there's just such, you said plethora, it's just a wave of information coming at us. And I can't get my head around it. And I don't think Congress can either. Well, to your point, Congress probably can and it's not It's not taking it on. Well, it's, it's trying to take it on. It's just moving so quickly that they don't know where to begin. The Biden administration is trying to address it. The European Union is trying to address it. Now I just read yesterday that the United Nations now is starting to to, to look at generative AI and how we can control the, the, the use of generative AI so that we protect consumers, protect individuals from these nefarious dark actors that are beginning to emerge. And I think that that's the fear factor that we all have with it. We really don't know what it is and what it does well and where it's going in the future. What about fraud and scams? We'll come back to Daniel here in a minute and talk about scams. What about fraud and scams that the average person, me, 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 uh, we don't, I don't know how to protect myself. I mean, you know what? I mean, you know, I think I'm talking to Scott. I think I'm talking to Daniel. I think I'm talking to Kevin, but I'm not sure. I know, and Max is over here producing the program, and maybe, Max, is that you? Oh, I've been artificial intelligence this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I tell you guys, that's reality. I mean, you know, tell me what's going on, Kevin. What do we need to be thinking about? Well, one of the things that, that we've talked about in past shows is ChatGPT, and, and that is an application that we can use to generate content for us. So you can have uh, individuals who maybe can't type a good email out. They can send us an email that sounds absolutely perfect, and we think it's a legitimate person. The voice cloning is really the new and emerging thing that's gotten me a little more concerned uh, there was a study that was put out by Axios recently that said cyber criminals only need three seconds to mimic someone's voice successfully and clone it. And so what we're seeing is, is that we're getting phone calls now 
And it sounds like a relative or a friend who says, I'm in trouble. I need some money. Please send money quickly. And people are basically sending money to try to bail out a a relative or a friend. In a recent study by McAfee, they said 77% of victims of AI-enabled scam calls lost money. And the average is close to $1,000 in what they're giving away. So we've got to be very concerned about some of this voice cloning that's going on right now, because obviously uh, we can't tell if it's a real person or not. Wow. Wow. Well, that's uh, when we come back after break, Kevin's going to talk about not being a real person because it's we're going to talk about being the 20, the 2024 election. Who are we going to be watching and who are we going to be paying attention to? A little tongue in cheek there, but there's so much going on. And the fact that you could get a phone call and sounds like a relative and asking for money, that's a problem. So you don't want to leave. Uh, this could be a lot more coming on. To just uh, remind you, this is um, Talk Money, and I'm Jim Shoemaker. This material represents an assessment of the market environment at a specific point in time and is not intended to be a forecast of future events or a guarantee of future results. This information is not investment advice or recommendation. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Helping you make the most of your money. Talk money with Jim Shoemaker on News Talk 98.9. Neither Shoemaker Financial nor Securian Financial Services are affiliated with Daniel Irwin, the Better Business Bureau, Kevin Westbrook, or Strategic Aim Consulting. The views and opinions expressed are those of Daniel Irwin and Kevin Westbrook only and have not been presented on behalf of or endorsed by Securian Financial Services, Inc. or Shoemaker Financial. Helping you make the most of your money. It's time for Talk Money. Now, your host, Jim Shoemaker. Welcome back. I'm Jim Shoemaker. We are talking with Dr. Kevin Westbrook from Strategic Aim Consulting. He's talking about generative AI. And uh, Scott, you know, how do we talk to clients about this? Well, I think it's just, you know, be careful and, and, and know the people you're dealing with and know what you're investing in. We always spend a lot of time trying to educate clients on what we're doing and what we're investing in. I think it's important to know that. You don't have to be an expert, but you need to understand the philosophy behind your investment strategy and understand why you're investing and know what you're trying to accomplish. If I could get a phone call from somebody that's an AI, you know, phone call, and it sounds like my investment guy, and he says we need to sell X number of dollars, and all of a sudden we're doing that because he got... That's a scary, scary, scary thought. And yet, I guess I want to go into the presidential election because that's even a scarier (laughs) thought. I don't know which is worse. Kevin, what about the presidential election? Well, we're just starting to get into the cycle. I think that uh, we really need to pay attention to generative AI and the impact. First of all, fake videos, deep fake videos are going to be prolific, perhaps, across the social media Uh, avenues. Uh, There was recently uh, a deep fake circulating by one of our our senators in the U.S. Congress that was insisting that uh, Republicans should be barred from voting altogether in the 2024 election. (laughs) Now, I I hope that nobody believed that, but that's the types (laughs) of videos that are are being posted now. Uh, And these deep fake fake videos obviously can cause a little uh, scare and fear and cynicism. There was a uh, a photo recently circulating that uh, showed a fire by the Pentagon that resembled 9-11. And obviously that was up for a couple of uh, 
couple of hours and then they quickly took it down, fortunately. And so we have to be very careful on what we're posting uh, out there using generative AI. And that's where we go to the investment world. I mean, that's where I was thinking, Scott. Uh, bottom line is, not only, I mean, when you say fake news, that's real fake news. Yeah, and I, mean, I think, you know, we see this all the time. Headlines that, you know, don't really match the story. But now we have a new element where things can actually look real that are not real. So I think, again, it's not it's not getting all emotional and, and reacting so quickly yeah, and making sure we dig into those details and make sure they're true before I, we I guess that's decisions. where I'm thinking when you say you Emotional. I guess, Kevin, let me ask you this. Is this beginning to affect people's mental health? I mean, talking about emotions and, you know, are there are there social effects, societal effects here with this new technology? I mean, this is really a concern. Absolutely. The biggest concern I think we should be, uh, we, we will be facing in the future is just the advent of fear. Fear about disinformation. What is true and what's not true? Uh, we, we struggle as human beings with truthfulness. And if we've got these mechanisms that craft false beliefs and really affect our memories we can't eliminate those memories even though we may not they may not be true it has a psychological impact on people and so many of us are going to be living in constant fear as is this really happening or can i really believe this and and really what can i believe that's a big question that's going to keep us up in the middle of the night what what stories are coming out that are actually truthful versus those that are untruthful and it really does cause a lot of discontent and it can affect our mental health. Uh, That's a big issue. And I I tell you, that uh, leads us right next to our next guest, Daniel Irwin from the Better Business Bureau. And by the way, if you've missed part of this program and you want to, you know, check out the program, check check out the podcast, you can go to Talk Money on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to the podcast, search for Talk Money with Jim Shoemaker, subscribe to the podcast. We appreciate it. Just listen because, I mean, this is information that a lot of people need to tell somebody about it. This is the type of information we all need to know. If you've got questions also, you can type them to Jim, J-I-M, 901-683- 0989. That's Jim, J I M, 901 683 0989. Or you can send it to com. Kevin, I, I appreciate, boy, you've led me just perfect. I mean, you, I wrote down the word fear because, you know, Daniel Irwin, you know, you've already participated with Scott. Now I'm just going to turn the mic over for you. I'm leaving. Finish up when you get done. <laughs> I mean,. You told me in preparation for today's program, MLG and W, the imposter calls that are surging right now in our city, but the reality of fake generators that are being offered, quote unquote, to senior citizens yeah. for free. They're yeah. coming from the government. Tell me yeah. about it. So, so uh, every time we see a rise in temperatures, so a spike in temperatures, it's summertime in Memphis. We're, we're going to have many, many more, uh, you know, uh, very, very hazardous days ahead. But every time it, it's summertime and we see these spikes in temperatures, we always see a spike in the utility scam. And essentially that's, uh, it's an unpaid utility scam. You get a phone call and it purports to be from MLG and W and MLG and W will show up on your, on your caller ID. It's being spoofed. And there's different versions of the scam, but essentially you're told that you haven't paid your utility bill and unless you do immediately usually uh, via some type of, of unconventional way like uh, like gift card or, or, or cash apping them money your utilities are going to be cut off immediately that's what they'll tell you now um, they with with, uh, with all the power outages and, and everything going on with this time around the scammers have used that uh, in, in their pitch um, so we've seen an uptick in that and we will this summer but what's really a concerning we've had a bunch 
bunch of storms lately where there's been a lot of power outages. And we've gotten reports over the last week. Uh, we've had 10 reports from seniors who claim they're getting a phone call from someone that claims to be with a government agency and that they're being pitched a special grant for seniors to get a generator this summer because of the heat and because of the power outages. So um, again, all you have to do to get this special grant for seniors for a generator is they want you to pay some type of upfront upfront fee, usually uh, through gift card or cash apping. Now, I spoke to a senior the other day that lost $700 to this because she thought that she was getting a full in-home generator and all she had to do was go get a gift card, a couple gift cards, and cash app some people some money. Mm-hmm. So um, we're seeing this, but, but it's not artificial intelligence, but it's intelligence in a way where these scammers are actually doing their homework uh, for Shelby County. So, right, these scammers are actually in India somewhere, right, in a call center. But what they're doing is they're checking the weather. They're checking the news. They know how many MLGW customers are without power, and they're using that in their pitch. So these seniors are being targeted for this, and because they're not stupid, they're watching the news too. They know, you know, and so it's playing on their fear that they're going to lose power. And when you lose power, what do you lose? You lose your heat, or you lose your AC, right? You lose the food in your refrigerator. You lose all these things, and so it's using fear to get them to pay. You know, and that's a big emotion. I mean, we talk about that all the time, Scott, that fear is a is a driving emotion that makes us make some bad decisions. Yeah. What's MLG and W telling the people that, I mean, as far as, I mean, you know, I know, I can't imagine somebody sending uh, to pay their utility bill, but if you call me and it's 100 degrees outside right. that tomorrow because you haven't paid, I'm going to turn your electrical electricity off. I probably fear would immediately, right. you know, rise to the, my attention. Well, red flag number one would be getting a phone call from MLG and W, right? That's uh, good. I don't know if anybody's ever tried to get in touch with them when you had a power <laughs> outage, but they're almost impossible to get in touch with and get a person. So if you get a phone call and it's a person who is say they're from MLG and W, that would be red flag number one. Uh, number two, when we do have a spike in temperatures, when there is extreme heat, they will not cut your power off for lack of payment. In fact, they, they will issue usually a statement they'll give you a week uh you know uh, where where they're not going to do any cutoffs if the temperature is above a certain rate also mlgw will never tell you to pay a specific way you'll have options of how you want to pay and guess what uh, those options do not include gift card they do not include cash app they do not include bitcoin so if you hear any of those three words you know it's going to be a scam um, and again you just have to be really really careful ask yourself would they really be calling me and threatening me you know am i going to have to pay them in two hours like is that really going to happen you know uh, so you just if it if it not that it's good but if it seems so far-fetched it can't be true you just have to ask yourself uh, but the other thing they do it's a it's a high pressure sales tactic they want you to act right then and there you don't have time to make a decision it's 100 degrees if you don't do this right now we're going to turn your power off they're trying to get you to, to act before you think now what's really scary is is this time around we've actually heard from seniors who know it's a scam. They, they, they know it's a scam, but they're so afraid that maybe it's not that they pay anyway just wow. to cover their, their basis. So you've got, you've got people out there that know it's a scam and, and they see the red flags, but they're, they're so unsure. And a lot of times they live alone and they don't know what they would do. They, you know, they can't afford to lose their food. They can't, you know, so they end up paying even though they know it's a scam. And that's what's so sad. That is terrible. And, and the thought is you're prying again on a person's emotions, mm-hmm. fear, 
And you, to, for you to say that they know it's a scam, yeah, and yet fear is such a driving emotion that it might not be, I'm going to pay it. And you'd be surprised at how many times we talk to scam victims who have lost massive amounts of money who tell us that. Well, you know, I knew it was too good to be true. But I didn't want to miss out on the on the one chance that I could make a lot of money, or I knew I knew it was a scam. But but the consequences of me not acting would have been so dire that I had to do it anyway because my own peace of mind. So you know, people people pay the money just out of convenience. Sometimes they're they're so sick of getting the calls and they think that uh, if I just pay this one, it'll just go away. I won't have to deal with it. Or you know, what if it is real? You know, you know so your mind plays tricks on you. That's the key. The mind plays tricks. It's real. It's emotional. Let me remind you guys, and I'm going to say this again. I said it to you just a few minutes ago. If you missed part of the show or you know somebody that needs to listen to this, this is important information. Talk money, Talk Money with Jim Shoemaker. Subscribe to the program. It's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get to you know, listen to a podcast. That's there. Jim Shoemaker. It's Talk Money with Jim Shoemaker. This is the type of information, as I said at the very beginning of the program, educational, informational. We try to throw a little fun in, too. But the reality is this is the type of information that people need to be listening to. It makes a difference. It keeps them from making that emotional decision. Let me ask you this, Daniel. I mean... Over and over and over, you tell people if you've got to pay by, you know, anything but cash or check, you right? Know, anything a normal payment, a method. normal payment. Stay away from it. But yet, people don't. Why? Well, uh, you know, uh, it's easy by the way, for if us. You know the answer to that. I appreciate it. But the point is. I mean, why? Why yeah. wouldn't? And it's easy for us to sit here and Monday morning quarterback why someone, you know, but 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 the reality is it, it has nothing to do with intelligence. Anybody can get caught on the wrong day. It's fear. It's fear. And, you know, it, I, I, I'm not going to call somebody stupid because they go out and they get a gift card because, you know, nope. it, it happens. And, and they wouldn't be doing it. I mean, you wouldn't be inundated with all these calls, all these scam calls all day long if it wasn't working. So it's working. So they're going to keep doing it. So, I mean, more people, and, and that's one of the reasons too, why people don't report when they've fallen for a scam is the shame factor, right? People are ashamed of it after the fact. Um, so again, the, the, the answer to your question, Jim, is it's working. So, so it's still an option. Yeah. And that's sad. I mean, I'm not trying to put, you know, again, I'm not saying people you know, emotion is motion. Yeah, you know, we talk about it from an investment standpoint. Making that decision, they that's too good to be well, true, and, and they still do it. And sc- good scammers have an answer for every question you ask. So if I'm a senior and you're a scammer, and you call me and you tell me I got to pay this way, and I'm like, well, I've never paid that way before. Don't you take a check? Oh no, that's how it's done now. All the utility companies do it. Haven't you heard of Bitcoin? It's one of the biggest things around. That's how we take payments now. It's just it's just part of the way business is done in 2023. So. So for every question you have, they've got an answer. Keep in mind, this is their full-time job. This is all they do all day long. They call Americans and they scam you. That is their job. That's their business. They're good at it. You know, it's like, and, and, and to bring AI back up, we were talking about AI. Keep, keep in mind the, the the two things that are sometimes a telltale sign that's a scam. We, we a lot of times we talk about scammer grammar, right? Now in emails and in, in fake websites, right? We tell you to look for scammer grammar, and you know it when you see it. It's it's technically correct, but it's not the way we talk. Well, with AI. 
uh, scammer grammar is going to be eliminated because, you know, uh, the AI is supposed to help us communicate better. So, you know, no longer can you look for scammer grammar with AI. It's going to almost eliminate scammer grammar. And also, the other telltale sign, when you get those phone calls, it's, it's usually somebody foreign, right? It's You, you, you know an Indian you accent when you hear yeah, it. Well, with AI, they're going to be able to, to, to disguise that, or it's just going to be a computer altogether, but it's going to sound like a normal American. And if you're calling someone in the South, they're going to have a Southern accent. Or if you live in the Midwest, they're going to have a Midwest accent. So it's going to tailor that pitch directly to you. That's that's critical. Kevin, what's your take on that? Well, I think you're exactly right because we now have voice cloning, which is very easy to do that. And it's very simple. We can clone somebody in less than 10 seconds now. But the, the thing I want to talk about as well is that generative AI is allowing us to profile these consumers in a much greater, effort, much greater way with yeah. very little effort. Uh, we can go out and access multiple databases and really target in these content, the content message itself. Yeah, that's the key. And so when you start about tailoring it, I mean, it's like you're talking to someone. And, uh, you know, if I'm going to talk about buying a generator, if I've been without power for four or five days, which I know people that have just now gotten their power back, they went through a struggle. Some had to move out of their homes and, you know, go to the hotels or go to the relative's house or whatever. But all of a sudden that somebody offering you a generator and you can, you get that feel that they're, they're really talking to you in that way. I mean, the emotion there. Yeah. And take it to another level. Let's say that you Googled on your phone, how much does a generator cost? And then the next day you get a phone call from someone that claims to be from a government agency offering you a generator. I mean, that happens, you know, and so we're, we're only going to see more of that moving forward, especially with AI. And that goes back to the question I asked you, Kevin, earlier, is that going to affect the mental health of people? And you know, that's going to be a problem. Absolutely. We're going to see more distrust. I mean, it's, it's affecting me personally, and I know a lot, a lot about generative AI. Paranoid. <laughs> I'm paranoid. Well, it's going to make us much more paranoid. You know, I hate to admit this. I just recently had a router problem at my house because of all the outage, okay? And in the process of resetting it, I couldn't reset it. So I had to call the company, and guess what? Next thing I know, I'm talking to Paul, and he's in the Philippines, and I'm... And he said, well, I need to do this. I need to do this. And, and literally, as I got to talking to him, he said, well, do you have a computer? Can I get on your computer to sit there? Because that's got, and I'm going, you know, I had. Can I, mean, I trust this guy? <laughs> I, yes. I mean, you know, now I called him and I called about this particular company and their router system. And they've always been great for service. But I had to go through, a, I mean, it was a real minute to a minute and a half brain check, heart check to say, nope, Sorry. I'm just going to go buy new routers and start from scratch, or am I going to allow you to get on my computer? I'm not going to tell you what I did, but, you know, bottom line is this was tough. And, I mean, that's that paranoia that we're all beginning to mentally go through just because we don't know who we're talking to. No, we don't. And it could be a machine. And most likely, in many cases, it is. Scary. (laughs) The machines are going to target us. That's... uh... (laughs) <laughs> okay, guys, this has been a fun program so far. You know, on the positive side of it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, all right. It's always positive. I <laughs> uh, love it. All right, in a few minutes that we've got left, Daniel, I want to ask you this question. I know we've got this whole idea of this Prime Day. I mean, that's coming up, and uh, literally, 
I mean, this is supporting you know businesses. It's it, yeah. it's a big thing about that, and so but there's it's scams. retail summer sale season. Yeah. So you know, just some things to look out for. Uh, some some online shopping safety tips for July. Uh, be weary of email phishing attempts that appear to come from a popular retailer. We were talking about AI. You're going to look for ripped off seals. Make sure uh, you know if it's Amazon. Amazon's not going to be emailing you from Amazon at gmail.com, right? A retail store is going to have a corporate address. Uh, look out for unsolicited emails, texts, and phone calls uh, about deliveries, right? Um, you won't get a text message saying you have to pay more money to get your package delivered. Uh, that's That happens, though. That's going to be a scam. Watch out for social media ads. Uh, that's a lot of times how people get to fake websites. Uh, if you're going to be shopping, don't click on a social media ad. Actually, go to that URL on your own. Um, again, be, be aware of, of lookalike websites. Uh, a lot of times, uh, you need to look at that URL. Make sure you're on Amazon.com and not Amazon dot dash or something like that, right? So just double check that URL. Uh, professional photos don't mean it's a real offer just because you see a professional photo. Let me stop you because, I mean, you're, you're only there. But I had someone the other day that literally, as we were talking about a URL, they asked me, what does URL mean? What 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 is a URL? And again, we use language, guys, yes. sometimes that it's just so common. But this person, dead serious, not a, not a, just not a computer savvy person, not a senior citizen. Okay, right. But so the URL essentially is if you look at the, it's the web address. So if you look at the web address on your browser, now why this is a problem is most of us do all of our browsing from our phone. And so it's so small, you can't always see the characters. But when I say URL, I mean the actual web address. And so you want to actually make sure that you're on the right uh, website. For instance, amazon.com and not amazons.com or some or extra Amazon character. Gmail, yeah, Gmail or Amazon dash.com or yeah. something. You're looking for extra characters, right? Um, also, we talked about scammer grammar. Sometimes you can catch it like that. You see something that's not written correctly, but also the the photos. Um, just because a professional uh, looks looks like a, a professional photo doesn't mean it's a real offer. So you just want to, you know, sometimes you can you can click on the photo and, and it, it may look, you know, a little different or something than the original photo. So, so, so compare the photos and just be really careful when purchasing sought after products, right? If every other retail Taylor is saying it's sold out and it, or, or it's for this price, it's a high price. And then all of a sudden you're getting a really good deal on a really sought after product. You have to ask yourself, is this too good to be true? Wow. That's a good, you know, it's a theme today. It's a, is it too good <laughs> to be true? It's a good point. Hey, social media ads. I mean, I'm not a fan of those and I and feel very uncomfortable, but do you, what about social media? Well, ads? it's a great advertising tool. You just have to be careful. And we would always recommend, especially uh, when it's, it's shopping, right? right? Instead of clicking on that ad, you have no idea where that's going to take you to. So if you see an ad for something that you like on social media, go ahead and type that that web address into your browser. Don't just click on links because you never really know where it's going to take you. Well, that's a great, great thought. Don't click on a link just because you don't know where it's going to take you. And sometimes it's not, I mean, and the people don't think about that. I right. guess that's where I've become so skeptical and right. a little bit paranoid about what's going on there from that standpoint. What about just, is there a rule that you can say, if you're going to buy something... 
pay for it with a credit card. Yes. Uh, use a credit card if you can. The reason why you have more protections with a credit card, with a debit card, you can still uh, you can still challenge something, but that's going to be held up a little bit longer, and it's your money that's tied up. A credit card, it's a lot more easy to, to challenge or dispute a charge with a credit card, and you just have a lot more protections. So if you have a credit card, use that when you're doing your online shopping. That way you don't have to worry about your money getting tied up if you do have to dispute something uh, with your bank through your debit card. Mm, that's a great point. Well, if you were going to give us that last 15 seconds, 30 seconds of advice, Daniel, what would you say to us? Well, uh, just double check everything. Um, there are so many sales out there in July. It's a scammer's dream uh, around Amazon Prime Day. There are a lot of scale, uh, uh, a lot of scams, but every major retail is going to be running sales in July. So just know that as many uh, legitimate retailers that are running sales, there's that many people out there trying to take your money. All right, I got it. Scott, what would you say? Buyer beware? I mean... <laughs> I think, what's what's the theme today? If it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. But just slow down. I think we're all so busy. Just slow down and think about what you're doing. Whether you're buying something, making an investment, think through it. And Kevin, is it fear? It's fear. Question everything you read. Avoid the chat box t to have conversation. And again, be wary that there are nefarious actors out there that are going to take advantage of you. So don't be gullible. Boy, just in other words, uh, <laughs> don't be gullible. Well, I want to thank my guests. They've done a phenomenal job. Dr. Kevin Westbrook, Daniel Irwin, Scott Jordan. These guys have just done a fabulous job today covering some tough subjects. If you want to talk to Daniel, you can call Daniel at 901-759-1300. Kevin or Scott, you can reach them at 901-757-5757. Just want to remind you that you can find us again. If you didn't get all the program or you wanted to send it to someone, Talk Money with Jim Shoemaker on Talk Money. You can, of course, go to Apple Podcasts or Spotify, wherever you get your podcast next week my guest jason harrington we're going to talk about pitfalls of investing and scott's going to be back carrying us on through some of these fundamentals of investing and we've got our very own maximilian is going to give us a whole thought process on the strangest forms of currency in history you don't want to miss that it is great that's saturday morning at seven o'clock a.m and sunday at nine o'clock a.m i want to thank our producers Tyler springs and maximilian guest and content coordination francis fordner production and marketing assistant lauren norsworthy compliance officer tommy armstrong i want to thank you so much for listening we're here for you each and every week helping you make the most of your money i'm jim shoemaker this is talk money Jim Shoemaker and Scott Jordan are registered representatives and investment advisor representatives of Securian Financial Services, Inc., securities dealer, member FINRA, SIPC, a registered investment advisor. Shoemaker Financial is independently owned and operated. Helping you make the most of your money. This has been Talk Money with Jim Shoemaker on News Talk 98.9.